Hello, and welcome back to the Move Podcast. This is Allie Tetrick. Once again, he gave me the keys to the castle. Taking over here on the FOMS version of the Move, joined by my beautiful co-host and world champion and Olympic medalist, Mari Holden. But today, we have a very special guest with us. Speaking of world champions and Olympic medals and all that jazz. I haven't been on the podium at UCI Worlds, but I don't know, Gravel Worlds still holds a very near and dear place in my heart. But suffice it to say, we are in excellent company today. Please welcome Chloe Diger. I had the pleasure of racing with Chloe on the USA national team at the Pan American Championships way back in 2017. I knew she was something special with her raw power and unique talent to suffer through pain and hardship. Mari was her director for several years as well. Chloe started as a basketball star. After multiple injuries, she hung up her hoops. Is that a thing? Hanging up your hoops? I don't know. I made that up. Um, <laughs> and started riding a bike. Her quick and brilliant trajectory landed her as a two-time junior world champion in the TT and road race, multiple world championships in the team pursuit and individual pursuits on the track, an Olympic silver medal as well. She then became world champion in the time trial in the elites. She had a horrific crash in 2020 and has made one hell of a comeback and is back in the rainbow bands, not only as our USA national champion in both the road race and time trial, she is our current 2023 world champion in the time trial and individual pursuit. This woman knows speed, perseverance, Michael Jackson, and pushing against all odds like no other. Please welcome Chloe to the show. Hi, Chloe. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> We're very excited to have you here. <laughs> that was like pretty good introduction there, Allie. <laughs> um, you did forget that she has a world, um, what do you call it? A world record also in there. So um, I, think Chloe, I think it's fair to say that Chloe is the fastest woman on two wheels, especially turning left on the track and anything that's like point and go, you are an incredible champion. What is that world record though in the individual pursuit? Uh, it's like 316 something, I think. And you were close to that until you caught the woman on the track here. Yeah, um, well, the, I was pretty bummed. I, I had a, because they're changing the 3K to a 4K next year. Mm -hmm. So this is my last time to do it. And the track was really slow. And so records just were not going to fall. And so I'm pretty bummed that I couldn't drop it anymore. But uh, I was, you know, happy to be close with the uh, conditions of the track. So. And what do you think about the going to 4K? I hadn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, I guess to me, it doesn't matter. Uh, whatever. Whatever kilometer for you, Chloe, you're just going to yeah. smash that record too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're so happy you're here, like Allie was saying, Chloe. And um, I mean, I have to add on to a little bit about, you know, what Allie was saying is, you know, having known you since you were a junior and remembering back to some of the the earlier moments before anyone had picked you to, you know, be a world champion or anything like that. I just remember one per well, first of all, when you came out as a junior and you were before you had even won junior nationals, people were, you know, hyping it up saying, you know, she's been winning all these pro level races and, you know, in the Midwest and, you know, I'm thinking, okay, the Midwest, whatever. <laughs> but, um, but then you came to nationals and just paid zero attention to like our team talk, et cetera. And just like, I was like, just be conservative. It's at altitude, et cetera. And Chloe, what does she do? Bam, just goes. And you've always just really pushed the envelope and always taken yourself to, 
that next level, which, you know, you just don't see very often kind of that just racing and drive from the heart. And, and after that moment, the, the time when I really realized, oh my God, this is some, this is something really, really special, um, was, uh, in, well, was it Willamette, I think, and you bridged up to a break and it was on a climb and it was way too, way too far to, to make this bridge, but Chloe made it and she was a junior. And I was just thinking, oh my God, like watching it happen was, you know, your, your mind is kind of blown as you're sitting there in the director and watching, you know, this little junior come across to, to the break. And then you get there and you immediately start to work because you had a teammate there and at the end, my mind was just blown with the whole thing. And I was talking to, you know, a really good friend of mine, you know, going over and he was also, his mind was blown. And you were so upset because you lost the young rider Jersey. And I remember just thinking, Oh my God, like she's so young. And I just, I want to just give her a hug and think, you know what, it's going to be okay. Cause from what I just saw, this young rider Jersey is like not that in the grand scheme is not a very big deal. You have such big things on the horizon, but you were so devastated. There was almost no consoling you about what had happened. And I just remember, oh my God, this is a, a personality that's just so big and so driven that, you know, how am I going to, you know, work with, you know, how are we going to work with this? Because this is something that kind of defies everything that you think should be normal. And then sure enough, you go out and win like junior worlds, like a few weeks later and then go to the Olympics and win a medal, et cetera. I mean, it was, it's been quite a journey. And for me, I just had to tell you that that was one of the biggest moments that I've seen in, in cycling of, of watching somebody and you're just watching like raw talent, like just blow your mind. So yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar experience with Chloe when we were teammates at the Pan Ams. Um, But I had like a different one, which something I love about you, Chloe, is you're just so raw, like you're raw in your power and your personality. And we're sitting there and you just want some chicken nuggets or something, you know, (laughs) and you're just making jokes and having like, you're so natural and like authentically you. And I had seen you and I'm like, I'm going to work for this woman who's, you know, over 10 years younger than me. And she's just amazing. But we just laid in bunk beds in like, I don't know, the Dominican Republic. And you're just silly and fun. And it's simple for you just to go out and ride your bike so hard. And you don't know any other way. Like, it's, it's crazy. I think you're just such a unique athlete that way. Like you stay yourself and perform that way. And it, and we would be remiss to say like you've dealt with so much hardship throughout your journey. You had all these injuries through basketball, like ACL shoulder, and then the horrific crash, um, as you're a defending world champion, which I want to unsee everything I saw. Um, but as you come back from all of that to now be a multi-time world champion again, um, after dealing with that, like, how do you keep coming back from hardships and, these injuries. And I know you went through some dark times, but what keeps you motivated to keep riding the bike? You know, I've, everybody asked me this question. I just don't know how to answer it because like, I mean, like you said, 
I like, I'm just raw. Like that's just, you know, my personality. And it's like, I don't know any other way, you know, like I, it's not even a question like that. I'm going to do everything I can to come back, you know, like I, I actually, I got a question yesterday about um, Christina Vogel and they're like, well, did you use Christina Vogel as like inspiration to like, you know, come back? And I had to think about that for a second. It was like, I mean, yes and no. Like I see how she's handling it and how well she's handling and how amazing of a person she is, but no, like seeing what she went through doesn't like make me like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this because she did it. It's like, it's, just like for her, I mean, she overcame everything she overcame because she has that drive. She has that same mindset, you know, and same for me. It's like, yes, we can look at each other and, and feed off of their strengths and, and, and learn and, and, and that regard. But no, I think it's just a personality. You either have it or you don't. It's an instinct. You have it or you don't, you know, and I think that's the best way I can explain that. Well, so it seems yeah, like you nice. have a really incredible, like network of support to like from your the, all the relationships in your life and you you keep you a tight circle and i i mean i've definitely heard you talking about um you know how that network or how you keep those people close and it really helps you um like heal and move forward you know surrounding yourself with the right people yeah, I think that came really early on. I think, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you've told me, I know Ina was the one that told me. And I think when I think of it, I think of her telling me, cause I can remember her specifically saying it after junior <laughs> worlds was, uh, you know, the, the, the people that were there yesterday, you know, keep the, keep those people close because they're the ones that matter. You know, everybody that shows up afterwards, they don't matter. They're only there for the glory. They're only there for the, the metal, the, the attention where everybody before, I mean, those are the people that you stick to and you, you keep and, and, and trust. And over the past three years, especially I've really learned who those people are. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. And I'm just so grateful and I, I have such a huge respect and understanding now of what it means to have a great support system. And I'm just very blessed to have the the one that I have. That's amazing. I did see that you had your family there at world championships and how much that meant to you. Like, what did it feel like to have these people that have been in your corner, um, including all of your support team, but that meant how much did that mean to you and how did it help you drive that, you know, far forward, even through illness, like you were obviously sick. We, we knew you were sick before the time trial because your voice was like two octaves lower. <laughs> and I'm like, she doesn't sound normal. <laughs> I know I had people like ask, they're like, oh, I didn't realize Chloe's voice was so deep. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm sick. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, it, it was great. Uh, like, you know, if, I, if I'm being honest, I feel more excited about winning for them and, and having that title for all of us than I do for myself, you know, and um you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm still waiting to kind of feel that joy of winning. Cause I, I thought after three years winning, this would be like the most amazing thing that like, Oh, I did it like so relieving, but you know, I, I I'm happy for everybody that was involved because that was our goal. That was, excuse me, that was huge. And that's what we wanted to accomplish. But for me personally, it's like, 
I mean, okay, well, I qualified for the Olympics now. I got to focus on that, you know, and it's like, I'm not really ever satisfied with my wins. And I I really just kind of sat back and thought about like, what was my favorite win? And, and, you know, I do think Yorkshire, the time trial for sure was my favorite, my favorite win. And, and I, I can, I can sit here and, and be very proud of it where, you know, I'm very proud of all my wins for sure. But, you know, that one, I, I get excited about when I think about it, but, you know, when I think about Glasgow, um, you know, I I'm, I'm upset because I wasn't a hundred percent. I didn't win. I mean, I, I, I won for sure. And I'm, and I'm super grateful and that's, you know, that's not the point, but it's just, I'm, I'm just so frustrated that, you know, like I couldn't for myself, not for the public eye, but for myself to really see what I could do again after my accident, you know, cause I still don't know if I'm limited, you know? And so, uh, that's why, you know, in a way I'm also excited for it because it's like, I was able to win not at a hundred percent. So going into next year, it's like, makes me super excited to think that like, I have another season to gain on my legs. And then I have, you know, another huge buildup for the Olympic games. And it's like, I have that much more time to prepare, you know, my bike, my, my body, just absolutely everything. And so that in that way, it makes me super excited. Um, I mean, it seems Chloe, like you kind of thrive off of adversity somewhat, (laughs) you know, and that maybe not, I mean, it sounds like your preparation was really great for worlds this year, but that, you know, having something, I mean, you still accomplished a huge goal. Um, but then, so you have that, like, you know, momentum going, but you, you still have those huge goals. And it seems like the Olympics are a great time for, for that to be like coming out, (laughs) you know, I mean, no better race to like have as your goal for the next year, like super motivated, you know, out of adversity to come back at it at the Olympics. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and for those that are listening, um, just Google Chloe Heigart to understand everything she's been through. Um, the world's crash, honestly, horrific. Please don't Google that unless you have a very strong stomach, uh, but lacerating your quadricep basically, um, which is the muscle we need in cycling. And it was very horrific. Uh, but then after that too, I mean, Epstein-Barr heart surgery, I mean, then re-surgery on the, on your leg again, um, you call it your baby leg (laughs) and I love following it because you, you have very strong legs, but it's, it's fun to see, but also I just, the dedication you have to this recovery of, of this injury and then just piling on all these other injuries. So that's where I think you're just such a fascinating athlete because you do seem to fire off of this adversity and push through. And you told me once, like, like, I swear you can suffer more than any other athlete. Like you're like pain, what pain? Like, I just like go, I go so hard. You're like, I think you said you're like dumb strong. You're like, I just go so hard that like, I might blow out my body, but like, <laughs> like what is that in you <laughs> that makes you go like suffer harder than any other athlete? Like we know, and I don't like to glorify suffering by any means because injury's real. But like you have this innate ability to push through and suffer. Like, what is that? Well, I don't know, but I, it definitely gets me in trouble a lot. Like (laughs) I I get in trouble all the time, but not for that. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, obviously like my crash in Emola, like that's me pushing the limits, you know, like I, at that time, I didn't think 
you know, I was, I had like a 30 second gap at the halfway point and I didn't think it was enough, you know? And so pushing those limits and, and, um, a mental regard. And then, um, you know, like with my, with my body, it's like, is it hurting? Yes. But is it hurting enough? I don't know. Am I hurting more than anybody else? I don't know. Like, it's just a constant game. I play with myself of like, and Kristen Armstrong actually is the the one that kind of explained it. So I can explain it for people. It's like, am I, am I hurting more than everybody else? And that's the best way I can say it is like, I, I don't ever believe that I'm hurting more than anybody else. I don't ever believe that I show up to a race better than everybody else. And I think I just am able to push the limits because I mentally tell myself that I'm not prepared, that I'm not strong enough, that I'm not fast enough, that I'm not good enough. And, you know, I also think I strive off of other people's pain when I see other people struggling, then that also, I feel like gives me a little bit of boost to push on a bit and, uh, seeing facial expressions, obviously like huge help for me when I see people struggling, that's like a huge help for me. We always, um, talk about how impressive women cyclists are like our backgrounds are so unique. You're coming from basketball, you know, and you, I don't, how many world championships do you have by the way now? I tried to count and I was losing count. (laughs) In elite and two juniors. 10 elite. So we're talking 12 world championships, world record, Olympic medals. I mean, that's super impressive. And that's what I, I want to bring into a partner of your show here. Speaking of impressive women, um, we are brought to you today by One Skin, founded by five female. Oh, sorry about that. Four female, but you know, we'll add some more in there. Uh, PhD level scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. Thank you, OneSkin, for sponsoring the show. After testing thousands of peptides, they discovered the OS1. The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven proven to target aged skin um, and all the cells involved. So basically, it's just a one-stop shop to a little, little skincare. And Mari and I have been using it. We even got Lance on it, um, right? It's just a really great lotion for your face. And Mari and I are getting on the show and you're 26 years old, but you know, we're in the sun a lot of cyclists. And so we're, we're taking care of our skin over here, Chloe. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely have been liking it. And Chloe, one of the things that I've been telling people that I think is so great about the product is that you only need one, uh, one product. And so, you know, because a lot of times, I mean, I've been preaching skincare for a long time. It's very important to me. Um, But one of the things is consistency. That's the most important. And sometimes when you have a whole routine of so many different lotions and potions, et cetera, it gets a little bit difficult to stay on top of it, especially with all the travel that we do, et cetera. So having just one thing that's taking care of all of it is, uh, is a, is a benefit. So we love it, Chloe. We can send you some too because <laughs> yes. your skin looks great. It is young skin, but we <laughs> but we can keep it looking young or maybe even reverse it and you could be like a teenager again or something. <laughs> she still is like a teenager, but um, I have to remember now she's 26 years old. I mean, and Mari, as a director, you always told me to take care of my skin because we're out there a lot. So for a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off at One Skin with our code FEMMES, F-E-M-M-E-S, at oneskin.co. One skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking approach. One skin addresses 
skin health at the molecular level. And you guys all know I'm a science dork, biochemist by trade, targeting the root causes of aging to skin. It behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate. Get 15% off with the code FOM or FEM or however our listeners like me to say it, F-E-M-M-E-S. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code FEMS. With, we only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. And I think Chloe really does that though. Like she, it, it's just like herself, one body, one person, but she always is striving to be better. So, I mean, this is just something that we are just a huge fan of. Um, so thank you for that. <laughs> also, um, we, we didn't ask though. Um, Mari, where are you today? Um, I'm in Ventura today. So <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, I'm in Steamboat Springs. Um, I do have a large bear behind me for those watching on YouTube. You know, I call my husband bear, but I just have a photo of a bear. Um, I get a lot of flack sometimes for my backgrounds, but this is, I'm in like a cabin. So it's that or like an elk on the wall. I'm very happy to be here for SBT gravel and Chloe, where are you? I am in Belgium right now. Belgian training. That's some like hard girl training there. <laughs> the weather is actually nice. So it's like, I wouldn't consider it Belgian weather, but yes, it's uh, so Belgium. Hey, Chloe, and I did have a question oh, for you. You know, yeah. one of the things that, you know, I'm sure you've probably thought about it, especially about like how many Olympics you could possibly have over the time, you know, of your career. But, you know, one of the things that happened at Worlds this year was, you know, um, Jen Valente got the most, uh, the most successful track rider in American history. And when I'm looking at you and your medals across disciplines, you're the most successful, like, person who from the road and track. So outside of one discipline, and when you're already there, you know, I would say, Rebecca Twig, she also has a medal in the uh, the Olympics on the road and in the uh, on the track. But, you know, hers was a she has a bronze in the um, in the Olympics. And it's just so world championships, Olympic medals. But I, I I wonder, like your career moving forward is I mean, it it's wide open because you're still so young and the Olympics are coming up and it's pretty amazing to have an athlete that can go on both sides like that, you know, and be so successful and so young 26. I mean, do you ever think about, do you ever think about that and what it means to the like legacy and the sport? I mean, to already have that and be your age is it's crazy. Yeah. You know, I guess I don't really look at it that way. I, I I see like I see you, I see Kristen Armstrong, I see like Rebecca Twig, I see all these accomplishments from all these amazing women and and people, you know, even the men seeing what they can accomplish and what they have. <clears throat> and I I see that and it's like I don't want to just be like you because I want to also do more. You know, it's like, I want to, I want to be you. I want to be Kristen. I want to be Rebecca. I want to be Lance. I want to be Axel. I want to be Eddie. Like I want to be everybody, you know? And, and I just, I, I don't, I don't really think I think of it any other way of, of just wanting to just, what can I accomplish? How can I accomplish it? How, how can I get there? What can I do to be better? I just, I want to, I want to be the best I can be. And I, I want to 
do it the best way and the the healthy way possible. Well, and that's like a very humble way to to talk about it. Um, but I I also think that you know part of what you're saying is what legacy is, right? You're taking things you're taking things from different people that you respect and you know believe in, and those kinds of beliefs are helping you shape who you are, even though, you know, you have this incredible drive and, you know, motivation that comes from somewhere that is special. And I've always thought this about people and greatness. It's about, you know, it's that special something that makes them be able to do amazing things. And um, so I just think it's incredible, you know, building legacy and watching you do this and also how you're affecting younger women looking up to you. And I always come back to it in our, our podcasts, just because I've watched so much change happen in the sport over the years as Ina has too, et cetera. Like we've been around for a long time and like seeing how each generation affects the next generation is really interesting, but you take it to heart and you really are, you know, being a great role model out there for younger women. And do you ever, I guess I'm not asking you to, to, to not be the hum, like be humble because you are. And, but I mean, do you think about like how your like achievements and the way you're going about doing it and the, um, your ability to tackle adversity and get yourself through things that most people think aren't going to happen, you, that you're not going to be able to do it. And then you, you constantly get through those things. Do you think that that kind of stuff is like part of what you want to leave for these young women to look up to, whether they become like great cyclists or business people or, or whatever, but that kind of like drive is something that you're proud of that you're wanting to instill in the next generation. Yeah, I, that's a, that's a a good way to put it. Um, You know, I, over the past three years, the things that have happened on and off the bike, um, you know, the personal things, and then, you know, how I present myself on the bike and my accident, all of that has really helped kind of shape me into, I wouldn't say like a new person, but like, it's, it's shaped me into like, realizing who I want to be, you know, not for myself, but like, like you said, you know, obviously I am kind of a role model at this point, you know, it's like, I do have to kind of accept that role in a way. And how do I want to, to be remembered? How, how do I want to be perceived? And I, I very much want to be humble. I, I very much want to have a humbleness to me. Um, but I do know that there are a lot of things about me that you know, people believe and there's nothing I can do about it. There's, there's no, there's nothing I can say. I can't change the way people think of me. Um, and that's, you know, that's too bad. Um, but I, I very much, you know, I, I want anybody and everybody to, to, you know, be able to, to look at me and sure, you know, think what you want, but at the end of the day, there's, you know, I just, I, I just want to be a person that, you know, they look at and say, you know, I, I like the way she handles herself or I, I like the way she rides. I, I like the the way she treats so-and-so I, I, you know, I, I, I'm always thinking of that, you know, when I go out somewhere, um, even if I'm, you know, at a gas station and I don't know these people, these people don't know me. Like I, I'm always thinking of what impression am I leaving, you know? Um, and I think that's a kind of a good 
like exercise for me is, is constantly being aware of, of, you know, what impression I have on people. And, um, I very much, I very much do care about, you know, wanting to, to make sure that I don't, you know, I don't know how to say it, but it's like, you know, when I see young kids, um, or, you know, riders or just little athletes in general, it's just, I want to be and do everything I can to, to make them believe that they can do anything and everything they want to do too. And that there's no restrictions. You can think how you want to think you can be cocky. You can be humble. You can, you can be whoever you want to be. Um, you know, just, just be the best version of yourself and be the, the, the best you can be. And that's, that's how you're going to become, you know, the best in a way. I don't know. I, I love it. Yeah. We all have a mutual friend and Dean Golich who used to tell me be the best you can be or change it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all right. So you're on the bike and I'm like, I can be the best I can be or change it. And then sometimes I'm like, well, actually I'm changing. It's just getting dropped at this moment, but um, Chloe doesn't get dropped. So <laughs> she doesn't have a similar experience, but being the best you can be or change it. And I, and I think that, I mean, Chloe, we have only seen the beginning of the best you can be. And so you should know you count Mari and I on your support team and the whole team that we do, of course. Um, we're we're in your corner and we've got you. Um, I had another question too. I was just thinking because I ask myself this a lot um, to go back to I call it baby bike racer Allison, which is so weird to say, but like going back to your younger version of yourself, like what advice A would you give to yourself to uh you know, like looking back at what you've done in this short amount of time, like what advice would you give to your younger self? And then what advice would you give to others, younger riders trying to be the next Chloe Dyger, which good luck to them because it's a very hard and painful road. And there's a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah. You know, like the initial thing that came to my mind actually came from Barry Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We love Barry. <laughs> and he's like, he said, he said, Chloe, you just, sometimes you got to turn around and take it up the ass. Like, <laughs> so oh, <laughs> I, uh, I think of that, you know, when I have my opinions, when I have things I want to say or, or do sometimes I just have to shut up and, um, take it up the ass, you know, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, well, I don't tell younger writers that yet quite. <laughs> oh, exactly. I'm like, exactly. that sounds like Barry's advice, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think um for young for young athletes in general, I, I think um social media is probably like the worst thing possible. I see, you know, and Strava and and all that like you know, I look at Anamique Van Vluten, you know, in, in her prime, it's like everybody wanted to copy Anamique because that's how you're going to be the best. And it's like, if I ate and train the way Anamique ate and trained, I would not be a champion. Like you need to figure out what makes you a champion and stick to that. What works for you? How can you become your own champion? That's the only way you're going to be a champion. Like, I don't, I don't go out and copy anybody else because that doesn't work for me, you know? sure I can get advice. I can learn. I can, I can see what they're doing, but at the end of the day, I don't go out and do five hour rides because that's too much for me. I go out and I do short and intense or this or that, because that's how I become the best. And 
I think that's why for me, you know, sure have social media, but have the strength to know your ability, you know, what you need to be a champion, because at the end of the day, you're only in control of yourself and you're, you decide how you become that champion. And that's, that's the only, that's. that's I love that advice. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Mari helped me with that when she was my director as well. Like people try to rein in my, let's call it energy. Maybe crazy would be what other people say, but trying to rein that in. But Mari was always the one that's like, this is what makes you happy. <laughs> you know, you do you, Allison, because I was much better competing when I felt supported, loved, and was authentically myself versus going out and trying to fit some role model wearing like a polo and whatever. <laughs> like yeah. She's like, all right, you want this in life. And, and I always felt like I competed better. And, and speaking of Barry's advice, he did said a similar thing to me. I was trying to convince oh, him that I was, <laughs> I was trying to convince him that I was training so hard, like on my strengths, because I want to be really good at one thing. And this is my strengths. And he was like, are you training your strengths or your ego? <laughs> <laughs> and I still, Chloe, though, sim- similar. I think of it every day. I was like, am I actually doing No, that's my ego. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, anyway, then he told me a funny story about his dad, but um, he gives good advice. You, you, you know. Um, he does. He's been through a lot. He, I mean, he does, <laughs> he knows, he understands. Strengths are your ego, Allison. I was like, Ooh, ouch. <laughs> what do you know about ego? Oh, <laughs> but, um, I had another question. What's with the pink shoes? Um, you know, to be honest, like I actually, uh, it's funny that you say that because I, I've heard that there are people that are like, oh, I had pink shoes first. She copied me. Like, what? I've never heard that. Okay. Cool. You didn't like, make a hashtag out of it, though. I so know. Like, like... <laughs> whatever. I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, who cares? Like, I'm wearing them now and I made it a thing. So <laughs> you guys are copying me now. <laughs> but um, no, I, so I actually, what on the track, you couldn't wear um, shoe covers. And so at the time I was wearing, um, specialized shoes and they sent me a pair of lace-ups because those were fast, uh, faster because you couldn't wear shoe covers. And they just sent me a pink pair and I was like, okay. And I, I've always like, ever since I played basketball, when I was running or whatever, like I always wanted to be different. Like I always wanted to have my thing. Like my dad always told me like my bun was my thing, or I used to have long hair and I had a braid, like that was my thing. And so now I have my pink shoes. I just stuck with it. And and that's kind of become my thing. And also my short shorts. So pink shoes and short shorts are my thing. So the shorty shorts like and pink your shoes. Your dad is the one who like was telling you, you needed your thing. And then it was your yeah. hair and your bun and your, yeah. I think yeah. that, I mean, that's not very far. That's doesn't sound like a dad's advice. And I mean, I know your dad Gives you more advice than just your, the way your clothes look and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and he's super helpful and is, you know, always there for you in way more ways than just coming up with hashtags for your, like your look. <laughs> but it's more like, like me, like, I mean, again, I don't need to bring up my past relationship, but like, he was very adamant, like keeping my last name, like Diger, like my mm-hmm. brand, you know? So it's like, uh, in a way he's, he's like, super big on, you know, my brand. And like, I think that was, that was good because when I was at that age, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand. And, and I guess, you know, 
like him trying to prepare me for hope, like a, a good career if I had that in the future, which I do now, which is super great that he was already on top of that back then. So I got, I got wanted to circle back on your dad. Um, I love how families get people involved into cycling. My grandfather got me into cycling. Um, and I was reading something and I have met your dad as well, but, uh, at 16 years old, he, he got you a bike and I think it's your and a brother gunner. And he yep. built like a dirt track on his property. So you guys could, could race around on bikes. And he saw that from you so early. Like, what does that relationship mean to you? And what, how did that get you into the sport of cycling? Yeah. So, you know, my dad, like he and my uncle, like my uncle actually works at zip. So it's like, they've been like in cycling for like ever they've, you know, always ridden. Like we always grew up having bikes. So like, I couldn't even tell you the first time I rode a bike or without training pedals or training wheels, whatever. Um, cause like, it was just such a normal thing in my family, you know? And, and, but I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't like bikes. It was not like something I wanted to go out and just do. Um, but yeah, like one year. So we've always had a dirt track. We had a BMX track. Like when I was really little, it was a BMX track. Then it turned into like a one mile long, um, mountain bike trail. And so, um, you know, actually it's kind of a Lance story. Um, my first mountain bike I got was a Trek and I was super pissed. Cause like my brother got like 50 presents and I got like four and then a bike. I'm like, Oh, I got gypped. <laughs> and then my, my dad was like, Coley, Lance Armstrong rides this bike. I'm like, Oh, okay. You're like, I'm going to be better than Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Like, ah, because we all knew Lance, you know, cause the live strong bracelets and everything like that was super huge. Um, especially in my school, if you had the live strong bracelet, like you were like super cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I probably only wrote it a few times actually, but like, I was excited about it after that. Um, but then, yeah. So my, I mean, my dad just kept pushing me, kept pushing me, you know, and the only time I would ever ride was like father's day or something where he'd like make me go out and ride. And I do remember getting close to when I started, um, he took me out on a ride and I was like mad at him or something for making me go ride. And he was like, we're going to telephone pull sprint. And so I sprinted him. And I mean, I don't really remember this. I can just, I remember him telling the story. So I'm just saying what he said, but it's like, I, I sprinted with him and it was like, I was pulling away from him or doing really well. And he was like, I don't think this is normal. Like you shouldn't be like this good. Um, so he kind of pressured me into going to junior nationals, which were in Madison, Wisconsin at that time, which was super nice. Cause that was like a three, four hour drive for us. And, um, so I go up there and my uncle worked at zip. So my dad, we had some zips and, and everything. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy junior racer. <laughs> well, my brother was. And so for me, my dad's like, Chloe, if you go to nationals, you can use your brother's zip wheels. And I'm like, okay, you talked me into it. So was able to do that. And then if I won, I got a pair of Oakley's. So I got to use my brother's zip wheels and then I won. So I got a pair of Oakley's and I was like, I'm kind of good at this. So I, I, I kept doing it. Um, that's actually when I got involved with, uh, 2016 at the time with Mari Nicola. You and technically were on my team. I don't think we ever actually did a race together. I, I, <laughs> raced, with your, I raced with your sister, Yeah, but yes, <laughs> I, I was on the junior team when you were on the pro team. And then, yeah, uh, just kind of all went up from there. Up from there with a lot of downs, but you keep yes. seeming to keep coming back on top. And I mean, we are so excited to see what potential you have. We want you to make sure you're happy. And um, 
being like the most balanced athlete. I, I was hoping still for our surprise guest, but it's okay if we don't have that on. So we've watched Hold you on. too. Like, <laughs> oh, Mari's leaving. Does she have a surprise guest? Maybe it's Beetle. <laughs> Axel, is Teo on his way? I don't know. Oh, uh, we don't know if he's here. Or not. Axel doesn't want to be on the show apparently, but that's all right. Maybe Axel <laughs> <on the> show? <laughs> Chloe, he's wearing his red, white, and blue for you. Oh, Beetle! <laughs> for those that are listening, Mari has Beetle, who is like, <laughs> yes, he is team mascot. a team mascot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even know how many podiums I've had him on. <laughs> That's so true. A few. <laughs> so we've had a lot of fun watching you this year. Mari and I get really excited because um, my husband, Blaze, and I are cheering on at Nationals. And we had already watched you win a stage at Ride London and finish on the podium overall. Um, and you were surprised by your results. You're like, I guess I might be able to sprint, which apparently this telephone pole sprint with your dad was probably a good sign. But <laughs> and you're launching these attacks and and then you're sprinting for the wins, um, you know, podium at the Giro stages we were watching. And the funny joke my husband and I were making, uh, Blaze, we're, we're watching nationals in the break. And, you know, Corinne, like you guys are all onesies, right? Like you guys don't have a lot of teammates or zero teammates out there. So you're the, the same, like the same top three women are making the break all day. And we're just like, Chloe can sprint anytime, like 40K to go. That's her sprint, you know, 500K like meters to go. I'm like, Chloe's just sitting pretty here. So you acted surprised. I don't think it surprised many of us knowing and watching and cheering you on, but you can sprint from 500 meters, 40 K to go, whatever. Right. Like you is just so much power. And, um, we did miss you this year at the tour de France form of X Zwift. I know you're a big Zwift fan as well. Um, but we missed you there. And I did hear you didn't, you know, stage racing. You're like, eh, that's, you know, that's a long time to be on a bike, but do we get to see you there next year? Yes. I mean, the reason I didn't do it obviously this year was because of uh, world championships and I, I wanted to do the IP and, and focus for that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we, at the beginning of the year, it was already off the the schedule. So it was, it was all for worlds. Um, but yeah, whenever, whenever I can, um, whenever schedule allows, like for sure, I'm going to be, I'm going to be there. So, yeah. What about the classic? Yeah. Ooh, classics. Yeah. Let's yeah, win you no. some Perry Roubaix. Those are <laughs> for Roubaix. sure my my biggest goals. Like those one day races are the the ones that I I really am wanting to do. I've never done them. I've actually never really ever pre ridden them. So, um, I think well, uh, everybody right else. Now, then, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think everybody has so much more experience and 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 that on me. But I'm I'm really hoping that. Um, uh, I'm still kind of sick right now. So we're still trying to like figure out the end of my season, but um, at, at the end of the day, it's like, how am I going to prepare for next year? And I like, that's, that's already how I'm looking at it. Cause I, I want to go into, you know, obviously Paris is the goal. Like that's mm-hmm. the major goal. So, I mean, we've already discussed like, will I do the classics next year? And I don't know, just because obviously Paris is goal, but um, for sure in the future, the classics are like, the most important thing for me. Like I, those are, I've always wanted to, to do well and win those. When I heard you say Paris is the goal, all I heard was Paris is the gold. Okay. Just, you heard that here first. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that's great. So I, we knew that Paris was your goal and we could tell from the, your prep into world. Mari and I talked about it on the show previously. We're like, everyone's like, where's Chloe? You know, all the fans are like wanting this American star that we all love. Um, and we're like, well, worlds, <laughs> we've got worlds prep here. And, and it did look difficult, you know, um, but we do need to just to talk real quickly um, 
which it deserves a whole show of its own, but the world road race, which I know, unfortunately you were unable to attend due to illness. Um, but we did get some flack on the show for, um, talking so much about Lada Capecchi and looking at that course and studying that course, Mari and I were like, that is her course. And, you know, she, it's no, like no longer Van Arding. It's just Capecchi and this whole Capecchi effect. So we want to do give her some major kudos for winning being in the yellow jersey for six days of the Tour de France Femme of X Swift, and then attacking exactly how we thought she would attack at the World Championships and soloing in for a really breathtaking finish, exciting race. Um, and she's had a hard year as well. Uh, she lost her brother earlier this year. And so it's been like so beautiful and so difficult for her and to celebrate a lot of Capecchi. So the people that said I talked about her too much on the show, just know she got three World Championships in seven days. Chloe, you got two, <laughs> which is amazing. And I was like, are you guys having a good week? Because did you get three or two world championships in seven days, you know? So kudos well, to her. Going into it, it definitely, I I definitely kept thinking what one of the most interesting stories of the super worlds is going to be, you know, Chloe and Kopecky, because, you know, both have opportunities on the track and on the road. And, you know, I mean, you got... Chloe has four with team pursuit and the road race. And so, I mean, I, I know that it was super disappointing with the um, getting sick at the wrong timing. Cause obviously your preparation was on point and then to get sick at the last minute is such a shame it makes for exciting Olympics next year. But for, for me, I was like, ah, oh, I really wanted to see the, like the battle of the medals across for the two of you, because I mean, both of you are such incredible athletes and, you know, I, on paper, it looked like, you know, for Capecchi in the road race, but I, I always feel like you can just never count, you know, you out in, in a situation like that. Cause I feel like once the pressure's on Chloe, it's a, uh, you know, it's a different game for, for you. You love, you thrive on that pressure and she clearly thrives on pressure too. But, but like, I know that that is just something you can never count you out on something when especially when it's a course like that that I mean you grew up doing criteriums too and you clearly had great form so I yeah <laughs> I actually haven't raced with her since mm -hmm. um before she started winning so mm -hmm. like right right before I got Epson bar we raced once and then she started winning after that so yeah. like <clears throat> we have not actually raced when we've both been a hundred percent Mm -hmm. Um, I, we actually traded jerseys and in, in Tokyo, like I've always been a huge fan of hers. Um, she's, you know, ever, ever since she started, like, I've always been a huge fan of her. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm super happy for her. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I actually, I can't wait to race her. Like she's, it, it's going to be fun. Like to me, if, if I want to make a cocky statement, I, <laughs> I want her and I to be kind of the wow and Vanderpool like that. That would be like the women's version of Wout and Vanderpool. Like that's, that's, if, if I make a cocky statement at all today, that's <laughs> the kind of goal that I want to do. And um, obviously I think it would be fun to, to do it with her. I mean, and the oh, fact yeah. that you're there awesome. in Belgium is like, is really interesting too, because obviously women's cycling in Belgium is taking a huge, you know, like, everyone's into it right now and Kepecky effect. they talk about Kepecky the Kepecky effect. effect but you're being based in Belgium too right now is also like a part of that effect of the things that are going to help 
you know, them raise the next level of champions. And, you know, so selfishly, Chloe, <laughs> you guys need to spend a little bit more time in the States and maybe like get that next generation of girls like going and, you know, motivated in our country too. <laughs> I know well, Chloe, say- I want you to be MVDP because that's my, my only, my husband's not jealous, but if, if Matthew Vanderpool is winning, he knows I'm going to wake him up. If you like the bike races on, he's like, I know who's up the front. <laughs> so, <laughs> she can be Van Art, you can be Van- Vanderpool, but better. You will be better. <laughs> yeah, are you coming back to the state soon or are you guys, are you staying, you guys staying over there? I don't know. It just depends on how I'm kind of recovering. Um, mm-hmm. So we've already kind of pulled out of a few races. There's still one more that, um, and my last one that I would do, but we're still kind of on the fence about it because it is coming up and I literally just started pedaling again. Um, so yeah, I'm just, uh, we're trying to be as safe as possible because, you know, I, I, I kind of recovered a bit for the time trial. And then after the time trial, it was just downhill, downhill again. And, um, I started to feel a little bit better and I rode two days ago and then I got sick again. So it's just kind of like, just trying to, you just gotta be smart about it. Yeah, You know, you have a big year coming up and, um, yeah, but we're so happy that you could make it to chat with us today. It's been too long since I've got to see your beautiful face. (laughs) I'm happy that we were able to do it. Yeah, we really appreciate the time. And the last thing we did want to touch on, Mari, was the um hey, we have a surprise guest. Welcome, Axel. Just make just make sure you say out your lines for me. That's all I'm saying. Oh, we will. <laughs> we were promised other guests, but you'll do. No, I'm just kidding. We're so happy to see you, Axel. Thank you for getting Actually, here. If, if we did this a little bit later, we have Teo coming and his dad coming. So you guys are oh, man. <laughs> well, tell them hi for us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell Lance hi, but you know, he doesn't text back always, but probably for you, he would, I don't know. <laughs> um, we had one just rider to watch that Mari and I were talking about, uh, Christina Schweinberger from Austria that got third place in the time trial. And apparently she also has a twin sister that races professionally, Catherine. So I was listening to her post-race interview as we just wrap up the entire world experience and still are celebrating you, Chloe, don't get us wrong here, but, um, I thought that was a really impressive ride in her post-race interview. She was like, I was hoping for a top 20 and this woman gets third in the time trial. Like, and then she's making the split at the road race. So I think she's an amazing rider to watch. Um, she seemed shocked by her own performance, but I think that's going to be only the beginning for an amazing career and a twin sister also racing professional language. That's cool. When we were on the hot seat, she was in second at the time, obviously before uh, Grace came in and, uh, I mean, to just see, I mean, her and her sister, both like her, she was going off stage to, to hug her sister, her sister's crying. Like they, to see how emotional and how excited she was for that was, that was just, that was really good to see. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for her. I think that was great. So it'll be good. to that see. That was a heck of a ride, right? Like I think she just rode out of her skin and then I'm like, oh man, maybe that was just like a, a like a fluke thing. Like seems like her and her sister go back and forth on Austrian. Austrian national championships. And I'm like, man, that must be weird to raise your sister. I've never done that. Yes, I have. And, but to um, see her exceed all her expectations. But then when there's a select group of say five or six up the road in the road race, which is everyone we think that's going to be there. You got Damie, we have Cecile Ludwig, we've got, you know, everyone that we think is going to be there, give or take, you know, on a meek uh, and a mechanical, but she's making the split. So I'm like, this girl is like riding her bike so well. Um, I think she's going to have a huge season. I think this is going to be a huge confidence opener for her. Um, and we were excited to see that Mari and I were like, what, what, who, 
Yeah. And we got excited. Like it's always fun to see somebody perform that way. Um, and so that was, that was pretty cool to see. I thought too. Yeah. So I would yeah. say the same thing um, back when uh, Marlon Reusser was coming onto the scene, same thing, yeah. you know, a couple years ago, like she, you know, I remember she had done well. I can't remember what year it was. She had done well. And I remember going into the next year, I'm like, she's going to be good. She's, she's going to be good. And oh, I don't think so. And then she's getting better and better. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, I can't wait to see kind of the potential of these writers that, you know, uh, they do something special and you're like, is this a one-off thing? But then they keep surprising you. So, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a cool. question on, on Rooster. Roser, right? How do you say it? You, I, I'll call her Marlon. We'll go with Marlon. Yeah, Marlon. Cause I, I thought it was like, somebody told me it was racer. And I was like, I don't know. I get For the longest right. time I was calling her Roosler with an L, but I'm just so <laughs> bad at names. Like I just try not to say anybody's name so I don't get it wrong. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone will correct me, Chloe. No one will correct you. But um, <laughs> Marlon has been really impressive. And she's um, like, she's like Ellen Van Dyking, in my opinion, as Ellen is obviously taking a little time off very pregnant at the moment, unable to defend her world's title. But uh, Marlon, though, she she quit the time trial um, due to just like mental fatigue. I thought it was physical fatigue because she did crash in the team relay, which I have a ton of issues on, which we do not have time for. You did not participate in the team relay for obvious reasons. I'm like risk reward, <laughs> like what's going on. But um, so there's been a lot of talk to us though, which I think is, as we wrap it up is, is what you're talking about, like how you be the best version of you. And you get all these expectations from your national governing body, from your sponsors, your trade teams, your coaches, et cetera. And, and this season is really long for the women's world tour at the moment. And the rider, there, there's not enough riders on the team to often support these large events. And so these, these we're, we're getting tired, right? Like, and you're mentally fatigued. And I think you, that's why you didn't do the tour de France bomb with X Swift, right? You, you knew that you needed to peak for worlds and so we've got Roser just like crushing the tour, just being a freight train for Damie. And then she does team relay, you know, everything. And she just had this little meltdown in the time trial. But then she came back for the road race and she looked great. But I think it was Cecile uh, that said, like, we're not machines, you know? And so we have icons like Simone Biles that talks about this too, where your mental health matters so much when you're performing at this peak level and, and you're not a robot, you're not a machine. And so how do you balance that or what's your advice for people because it seems like you you have figured that out where you you can pull out of a race and be like that's it like this is all I can do today or or not so how do you balance that mental health side of things I think that goes back to kind of what I said earlier about the social media and 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 that kind of side of it it's like like and being being a champion for you because it's like I I don't think like for for Roosler in that example, I think like she on SD Works has so much pressure on herself and they're they're forcing her to do, I mean, I don't know, forcing, but you know, she had such a big year where for me it's like I had already planned at the beginning of the year that I was not going to be doing the tour. You know, like I know what I need to do to be able to win the races I want to win. You know, and I think there's um that that's the balance and that's that's what everybody at the elite level needs to learn and understand that like in order for you to be a champion, in order for you to be the best version of yourself or be the best, like you have to figure out what that means for you, you and only you, because that's, that's how you're going to win. That's how you're going to be the best, you know? Chloe, I want to jump in though, and just like make a point to that is that, you know, by doing that, by saying that this is your one goal, that is like, it takes maturity and also confidence because the, the thing is, is that 
when you decide to focus in on one thing and make that your goal, and it's an all or nothing thing, which is clearly your personality, right? You know, you're an all in kind of person, but that puts a huge amount of pressure on you to deliver when the time comes, right? So if you're on a trade team and they're expecting you to do this work and whatever, and you can just go down that path of, I don't want to say least resistance because it's, it's a lot of work too, but to put that kind of pressure on yourself and understand that if you don't achieve, like it's all over and maybe you've, you know, not been there when they've wanted you to be there and those kinds of things. Like, you know, if, if you're not delivering on a weekly basis to your trade team and being able to, to put into the effort and saying, no, 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 I am going to deliver. And when I deliver, it's going to be huge, right? A world championship, which you did. I mean, that's, <laughs> Hell yes, you did. <laughs> that's very different than like, you have to have a lot of confidence and be willing to say, I'm going to walk away if I can't do it. Right. I mean, you had three years of injuries. You had a huge amount of pressure coming into on you to achieve it, you know, achieve this year. And you really broke down the year and said, here's where I can do it. And here's, I, it's an all or nothing thing for me. I'm all in, but if it didn't work, I mean, you're taking a risk too, you know? And so I, like, I don't want you to to discount what that, or I don't want people to discount what that kind of pressure is because it's huge, you know? And so like what you achieved is even bigger because like actually delivering on the day when you say you're going to deliver is much, is much different. And, and yes, pressure and emotional health and all those things are really important. And we have to look at all those things, but the kind of person who can put that kind of pressure on themselves and then deliver when the time comes, that's, that's different. I think. I think, Mari, is that with like a mic drop there? <laughs> what? <laughs> is it like a, a mic, mic drop? drop? But no, it's like, I mean, it's, it's something that separates people, right? Like wanting to take on that kind of pressure and that kind of commitment to your goal is, you know, is what's, is, is what separates people. And, you know, I, I find it really, really interesting to to be watching this, you know. Yeah, I share the compliment. I think that's like that makes me very happy to hear. Thank you, Mari. Um, but like for the outside, like you guys didn't know that I wasn't doing the tour. It's like I mean, obviously, I had this planned from the beginning. Like this was mm-hmm. that was my goal, and I guess I never really even thought about the pressure on myself because. I thought the whole time, like, this is what I'm doing. It's going to work. I know it's going to work because it's worked in the past. I believe in everybody behind me. I know this is going to work, but like, you know, everybody from the outside, like they don't understand or realize that that's, that's my goal the whole time. You know, like that's, I don't, I don't show up to these races to, I mean, this year specifically, it's not like I'm showing up to these races to train through them, you know, because at the end of the day, I have not raced for three years. Like I needed or two years or however, whenever it was, but like I had, we lost some years in there. It's <laughs> all these girls have been racing. They have racing under their legs. They have experience. They have instinct. They have all this that I don't have. And so I spent, which I'm actually very blessed to have a good road season. You know, like I, I really didn't know I could sprint. I didn't know if I was going to be even competitive at all. So that gives me so much confidence going into the next few years of racing, but like, you know, I, I, this year to me was world championships, the time trial, like I will do everything in the lead up for this time trial. And obviously that wasn't public that, you know, but it's like, that was just like, you know, like that to me, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. And like, that makes me so happy to like hear you say that because, you know, I never really thought of it that way, but 
Um, yeah, I guess that's just kind of, again, probably my personality, my mentality of like, like that's how I can be the best. That's how I know I can be the best is if I focus on it solely, you know, and, but that's how we've always operated. I mean, that's the one huge thing about 2016 and then 2020 at the time when I was on, it was like, it was so goal focused, goal orientated. Like that's why Kristen was on the team. It's like, we were on that team so we could focus on our specific goals. And, and, and that is, that is why we were able to win everything that we were able to win is because you guys supported us a hundred percent into achieving those goals. And I think that's also why I am able to do that now is because that's what I started with. That's what I know. And so again, like, I think that goes back to like Mari coming from you too. It's like, that was you allowing me to become this champion. And like, that's huge for me, you know, like you were the first director I ever had, like, you know, you shaped me into this, this great writer. And I, again, like, that's what people need is like, uh, just, I, I really have been so blessed and now sitting here thinking about it. It's like looking at all these other writers, how, you know, burnt out or how issues and things that they have, but like, I can sit here and just be appreciative and, and grateful that I am solid and where I want to go and what I want to do, because I've had such a good foundation from such great people like you, Mari. So like, that's huge. (laughs) Chloe, now you're making me like, (laughs) 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 but, but, you know, I, I'm just, it's, it's been, it's been really fun watching you and I, and taking that focus into next year in the Olympics and then into what you're going to be doing with the classics, et cetera. I think we have a really exciting few years and it's like your results this year on the road were so impressive for the amount of racing you've done. But I, I feel like what people are missing is that even though you're 26 and you've been racing, your race experience in those kinds of situations is still young. And so I think that with a, with a little bit more racing and more knowledge, like coming into how things are feeling, like the future is just going to be, I mean, it's going to be really exciting for us to watch here and also have, you know, such a great American champion coming up and something that we can, you know, someone we can be so proud of. So glad you could come and chat with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us like, like, let us just like ooh and ah over you for an hour. <laughs> I mean, I'll stay here all day cheering on Chloe and not getting But she's got to go to dinner. Okay. We know yeah. she's got okay. a life okay. too. So uh, all right. she only so has a certain ra- amount of off season. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to wrap this up, but um, I think the the moral of the story here too is Chloe, we're so thankful you're on the show. We really appreciate your always authenticity, vulnerability, and you're just raw emotion and power for sure, because we love watching you ride a bike. I don't want to race you anytime soon, but, um, I'm just like a little terrified. Like she wants to be better than she already is. And she wants to be better than anybody we know. So I think this is only Chloe 1.0 and you probably are in 3.0 this time with all the setbacks you've had, but you know, if you're going to be the best you can be, um, get ready world. Like we have a huge American star coming on, um, and she's coming in hot. So, and also very happy and balanced and wise. So once again, you have a good support team. You can count me and Mari in there for sure, as you know. And then if anyone that's listening to the show is team Chloe all the way, and we have so many exciting things to watch you do. Um, and we want to wish you the very best staying healthy, happy, and 
don't go do those five hour training rides if you don't want to, and they don't make you happy, you know, like <laughs> train smart, train hard and, you know, be you. And, uh, we really appreciate you. And, uh, thank you for your time today. Thank you guys. All right. I have to go do some like steamboat gravel rides now. I'm 12. Wow. 22 minutes late to be my own ride, but, um, all good. <laughs> we'll see you on the road soon, Chloe. Thank you so much. And to all those listening, watch the farm always and ever. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, Chloe.